0: You are listening to the To Faithful Men podcast. To Faithful Men is a project that started in 2006 to digitize and preserve old sermon and study tapes of Elder Wally Flanagan, Elder Hassel Wallace, and Elder Mike strevel They were pastors and teachers, and they studied to teach and train up others to continue in the ways of truth. I am thankful to be able to provide you with these sermons and studies, and I hope they will be a blessing to you.
1: His eyes were as a flame of fire. Now <clears throat> Daniel saw the same thing. The this expression and uh, the in the New Testament when you study uh, make notation of the expressions of Jesus' eyes in his looks, uh, it, it's very interesting. Uh, uh, it's a very interesting, uh, study. When Jesus, you know, went into the temple, uh, one time it says he went in and he looked all about. He just, he sized it up. I mean, he looked. But it doesn't record him doing anything. And then, uh, when he looked upon the Pharisees and, uh, that, uh, were Putting a stumbling block in the path of a, a one on which the Lord was fixing to perform a miracle, why He looked at them first and then spoke uh, to this man, then to the young man, the, the rich young ruler. You know, the Scripture says that He then beholding him, looking upon him, the looks of Christ. See, and then when. Uh, Peter was warming himself, you know, at the, outside the uh, the hall. Why, the scriptures, after a while, Peter heard the cock crow, you know. And then it says Jesus looked at him. Didn't say a word. But Peter wept bitterly. There was something too, uh, something about the eyes of the Lord that was penetrating, you see, I mean, even, even as in the flesh. And so here, his eyes were as a flame of fire. Uh, that, uh, that's a expression of, uh, of judgment. Uh, it's an expression that he can just look on someone, see? And, uh, and, and that person is affected by whatever way uh, or the character in which he looked. Whether it's in pity, he had compassion on many, many when he looked upon them, you know. And looking out upon the multitudes, he saw them as sheep, you know, having no shepherd. And so, and he looked on, upon the disciples, you know, while they were, uh, fishing and been out there fishing all night and they caught nothing and then in turn when man decided uh, when any of the disciples uh, wherever they were in the Old Testament or in the New Testament when they uh, had a vision or saw the Lord face to face it had uh, a stand, uh, an astounding effect upon them and it's like Isaiah, you know, he fell down and cried how sinful he was, you know, that's all he could see. His sins when he got, when, uh, when he got in the presence of God. And that's the way that Peter says, oh man, he didn't take time to put on and clothes or nothing, he jumped out in the, in the water, see. And, uh, so, uh, well, then it says, uh, <clears throat> And his voice, no, uh, let's see, where, verse 15. And his feet, like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace. Uh, I don't know what, uh, that may allude to other than, uh, showing the foundation, see, his strength. Uh, and the furnace having been tested He was the tried and true uh, foundation, you see. Uh, Then, when it says, "And his voice was as the sound of many waters," now, literally, I think John, uh, behind his uh, this expression, the he was on the island, you see, and the sea with its waters rushing. Back and forth, uh, uh, it's played a important part in uh, the way the Lord revealed, gave him this message. But, uh, in the Bible, where you have the voice of the Lord is as, uh, many-sided as are his eyes. You remember when uh, Elijah, uh, after having the Lord having him give him a great victory on Mount Carmel. Why the rain came and he outran the chariot to, to Jezreel. And then when he got out there, why he knew that uh, when he heard that Jezebel was after See, Jezebel sent him word that he was going by far at this same time that he was going to uh, wind up in the same destiny that his that her prophets met. Uh, in in the valley up there in the river well uh so daniel uh so uh Elijah just boy i mean he's kept on running he run till he got to beersheba and his servant must have give out at Beersheba because he he left him there and uh, but uh, Elijah went on to horan uh and but before he was, uh, and when he got Horeb, you know, the the Lord uh, appeared to him, and and he said, Elijah, uh, what doest thou here? You know, talking. And then Elijah, uh, well, he, he he had to go back on his past. You know, he said, I had been, you know, I have been jealous, very jealous. He said, I was the only one that's faithful to you. Says. uh, everybody the Israelites they have betrayed your covenant they've broken down the altars they've uh, uh, gone off into all sorts of sins I only was left you know and uh, so he was disappointed and and discouraged and and then the Lord said get up on top of the mountain he went up on top of that mountain and then the And wind, boy, I mean, blowed and shook that thing. I mean, it it gave old Elijah uh, a a stirring up. Then the Lord sent an earthquake. Oh, that old mountain started reeling and rocking and splitting and dividing. And uh, the scripture says the Lord's voice, the Lord was not in the wind. He was not in the earthquake. And and then uh, uh, then God said well what God sent something uh, uh, something else uh, to him, but he wasn't in uh, he wasn't in that see in the fire we were, walking. and then the uh, the Lord uh, uh, in a small, still small voice you see, and spoke to him again Elijah what doest thou here? He said, you ain't got no business down here in the desert. You get back up there, he says. You've got to anoint Hazel, you know, king Syria. You got to, you got to uh, uh take care of your succession. And then the Lord told me, said, if you're going to act like this, well, we've got to break in somebody else. And he said, you get back up there and, and, uh, and anoint Elisha, see, to take thy place. And boy, he went back. Well, uh I mean, that's a, a, a very uh, interesting chapter to show that the Lord speaks in a small voice. He spoke alright in the wind and in the earthquake. Uh, but, uh, he didn't, it didn't accomplish the purpose, uh, that is the ultimate purpose. It accomplished its purpose. But yet the Lord spoke in a still small voice. Well, uh, in, uh, throughout the, uh, Throughout the scriptures, uh, when Jesus spoke, when God spoke at uh, the Lord's baptism, you know, this is my beloved son, Mount of Transfiguration, uh, again, you had uh, the voice of God speaking. And, uh, and then when Jesus, of course, was upon the cross, you remember how the scripture says, and he lifted up his eyes and he cried with a loud voice. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And then uh, uh, then the second time from the cross it said uh, that he cried with a loud voice and gave up the ghost. And then from the cross, of course, came voices each time. It is finished. And uh, and uh, into thy hands I commend my spirit. In addition to the original, until the earlier expressions that came from the cross, Father, forgive them, for they know not what to do. And so, but now there is different stages, different types of speaking, and here it is the voice of the sound of many waters. Now, uh, that same expression in Ezekiel, the forty uh, third chapter and verse two, uh, you have Ezekiel describing the voice of God as the sound of many waters. Same expression, and in Ezekiel you see is. Is a contemporary with Daniel. Ezekiel was in Babylon with uh, with Daniel. So here's terminology that's uh, that's very on a very familiar ground. All right. Then uh, uh, verse sixteen, and he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his uh, seven stars, now he had them in his right hand. Now over in uh, uh in verse one of chapter two with reference to uh, 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 the church at Ephesus he says and he, that he holdeth the seven stars in his right hand. And then uh then a little later uh, when as this uh, as the vision uh, is finished, the Lord takes his right hand and lays it upon John. Now uh, uh, these scoffers at the word of God said, "Well, he's uh, he, he, the Lord's hand is kind of uh, kind of busy. It's a little bit overcrowded. They don't see how he can hold all uh, seven stars in his hand and at the same time reach out and uh, and tap uh, John lightly on 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 the shoulder." See well of course they they deny the supernatural, but uh brother, the whole world the lord uh holdeth in his hand, so to speak, see, but now, the point is this that I want to bring out the two different uh statements about holding in his hand uh you know the Lord in the tenth chapter of john uh I believe verse twenty eight where he says uh and that uh, talking about holding oh, uh that his sheep are in his hands, you know, and all that the Father giveth me. Uh, and then not all that, but he says, uh, my Father, uh, you know, is greater than all, and no man can take pluck them out of his hand. All right, they're first in the hand of Christ, and then Christ's hand is in the hand of the Father, showing the security of the children of God. But, uh now, I'm holding that book in my hand, but that's not the word... That Jesus used here, that's used here concerning Jesus holding these stars, these uh, 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 these churches in his hand, and the churches here represent, uh, uh, of course, are all of God's children, uh, as expressed in these churches here, uh, and it, it says that he has them in his hand as though that it was completely enveloped, completely concealed. In other words, that you don't just catch a hold of something. The Lord just hadn't caught a hold of us, but we are completely in His hand. His hand is completely wrapped around. Uh, in other words, you've seen these football games and you see these halfbacks running with that ball out in the hand like that. They're not like that. It's when that guy brings him up under him when he's about to get tackled, see? When he's in danger. This is showing the security uh, of the Lord. His hand uh, uh, protects, and, and he protects all of them. There's no difference, all these, these seven churches, you see. Now there's a difference in the seven churches, but there's no difference in the security of the churches that were in God's hand. We'll, uh, notice, of course, the differences as we study them. Alright, then, uh, then in verse 16, the second uh, clause is, And out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. Sharp two-edged sword. Now, uh, this is not a the long type of sword, but uh, the sword uh, that's usually used in the Bible, uh, used in, uh, I believe it's 11th uh, chapter of Isaiah in the fourth verse, and also, uh, in a later, uh, around the 46th chapter, somewhere along there, uh, there's another expression about a sword, and it's a, a sword that's patterned after a tongue. Forked. Uh, only, you know, the tongues that appeared on the day of, uh, Pentecost, the, the fire in the form or shape of cloven tongues, forked tongue. Alright, now here, uh this uh, of course represents the word of god out of his mouth not a literal sword there's no uh, uh you see when people when people charge us of being uh premillennialists, they they don't think that we can uh, uh rightly understand something that's symbolical, see uh, uh or typical or are uh, or figurative Certainly there's as much, uh, there's a lot of this tells us, uh, over in the beginning in verse one that, uh, this revelation, uh, is signified. There's a lot of signs connected with it, with the revelation. So, when, uh, when it says the sword proceedeth out of his mouth, well now, when Jesus is represented in the 19th chapter, riding the white horse, returning a sword proceeds out of his mouth, Uh, and uh, uh, to smite the enemy alright and Paul in 2nd Thessalonians uh, uh, 2nd chapter tells about the sword uh, uh, the word of God see uh, that slays uh, the wicked. so uh, uh, so this expression has reference to, to the word of God
0: thank you for listening to the To Faithful Men podcast Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app. Also, if this podcast has been a blessing to you, please share it with others and help our ratings by giving us five stars and writing a review within your podcast app. 2 Timothy 2.2 says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also.